The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. He's a snotty boy, I'm a burpy girl, we're having a podcast time. Uh, uh, oh, welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. My nose is still full of England. Yeah, and I'm drinking a bunch of soda water, so I'm a little burpy. <laughs> I want to start off, welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, yeah. everybody. I want to start off by saying thank you to every single person that I talked to when we were in the UK uh, that really listens to this show, that really loves the show you guys were fucking amazing and so ridiculously sweet it's so cool we have like i think we have more fans in the uk than we do in america that's insane also next time maybe you should fly me out marcus (laughs) maybe i should be with you we didn't know i could be your girl yeah we'll bring you back hell yeah my girl hey y'all buddy jacket's about to get his our girl (laughs) i won't do anything i'm just gonna be the girl (laughs) but i get flown out there i'm fine with that i'll be like kate middleton (laughs) (laughs) how are you like kate middleton in every way shape and form (laughs) everything about me screams kate middleton (laughs) Well, we'll talk about uh, my experience at Buckingham Palace on page seven. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, <laughs> it was mo- ooh, I got a booger. It was mostly God. <laughs> get the London out of your face. I got to man. I came back kind of sick. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, it was worth it. Hell yeah, it was very much worth it. So, what's going on with you? Well, I'm going through a big thing this week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going through a divorce. Um, not a real divorce. But I guarantee you everybody that was listening went. <gasps> <laughs> um, I've been I've been a part of a sketch group, Murder Fist. You guys have heard about it many times before. Uh, a lot of the people on Cave Comedy Radio are part of Murder Fist. And it is coming to an end. Yeah. This weekend. Uh last show. And it is a huge part of my adulthood. Everything about me, why I am, what I am is because of it. And I feel like I'm losing a huge part of myself. <laughs> well, you are. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not necessarily that you're losing a huge part of yourself. I think you're losing a huge part of your life. Right. You know, just like something that has been there for so long uh, that has been, uh, I guess, and it was at the forefront for a really long time, you know, and it, you know, hasn't necessarily been for a little bit now, uh, but... It's something that has been a huge part of your life for so long, such a kind of like routine that's always been there. But the thing is, is that, you know, that what always made Murphys, because I've been, you know, I've been a fan of Murder Fist for like, you know, six, seven years. Like yeah. That was the reason why I first started wanting to work with all y'all because I saw Murder Fist live and I was like, oh, yeah. What are they? <laughs> I was like, these are my people. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fucking A. Let's go. Uh, so it's. I think that what always made Murphys was like the people, you know, and always the the people and the friendship that uh, that all y'all had and that all y'all shared and like the kind of I, I guess aesthetics that you guys had and that always that aesthetic carried over into all of our shows. It carried over into you know Roundtable was born from Murphys. Last podcast on the left was born from that. This of course was born from that. This could not be further away from Murphys. Yes, but but, <laughs> but the heart. Yes, the heart. You know, like came from that. Uh, but the people that you were in it with like those people aren't going to go away exactly and I think it's important sometimes when uh, I'm referring to it as divorce just because I didn't realize it would be this emotional yeah because oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know, everybody knows me. I got I got the tears at the forefront of my face at all times. <laughs> it's like, just give me a reason to cry. <laughs> but um, it, it's good because I think that we, for the first time, uh, making an adult decision of trying to end something before it becomes, you know, season 15 of The Office. Yeah. You know, it, I, I think it, it, it is a good adult decision, but I think sometimes it makes it, harder it's it's akin to ending a relationship because you know it's not going anywhere not because you don't love the person and not because you don't you didn't enjoy what you had and you're not at a point of hating each other but you're worried it could get to that well you're seeing that it most likely will and that's and after trying a whole bunch of stuff you know trying a whole bunch of like trying to put in the paddles to the chest and trying to revive it over and over again uh and there just kind of comes a point where you just kind of have to let it go you know and that happens with a ton of you know creative projects collaborative projects uh because i know we have a lot of people out there that are you know they're in bands or uh they do you know podcasts together or you know they do like art collectives together and all that so i think a lot of people out there can like feel for that like when a collective just doesn't quite work out and it's weird it's like breaking up because i've been in and uh have broken up and have left and have been kicked out of a number of bands over (laughs) (laughs) over the years uh and it's it's weird because it's like a five six person breakup uh especially when you're ending something um like when everybody decides all at once, like, hey, we can't do it. Like, there's no reason for us to really be doing this anymore. Like it's it's reached, it's in, it's run its course. It's it's time to call it quits. Uh, and that's, I mean, you don't have like all the emotions of like a romantic relationship, but it's a bunch of big connections to other people that are getting severed all at once. And that's extremely difficult. And especially in thinking about how we have grown together as people and thinking of all the firsts I've had with them. I mean, it, I lost my virginity to Murder Fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Your brother's in Murder Fist. <laughs> no, it, he was in it before you were. <laughs> no, and, and it gave me the freedom to learn who I am yeah. as a person. And that... Gave, gives me the freedom to move on to do other things. That's why we're ending is because we all have a million other projects. We just don't have time for it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why I am getting so emotional about it is that I have to remember what I got yeah. from it. Just like a relationship where it's like you remember all the good things, but then like those bad times creep in mm-hmm. and, and I don't want to remember the bad times. No. I want to remember the good times of all those times when I felt like, the spark of life while I'm doing this fucked up shit on stage and why I am the way I am now. And I guess that comes with a a hesitation and an anxiety that do I lose it? You know, because it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of art that you don't get doing podcasts. You don't get doing television shows. You don't get anywhere else it's a different kind of creating your own character and being a whatever you want absolutely no censorship yeah for like four minutes yes yeah. that you can create a whole world <laughs> yeah and it's definitely you know it's not that it's never going to happen again but of course you know my anxiety comes in that like what if i'm gonna lose it yeah what if i can't do it anymore after this what if you lose uh, the spark oh the spark oh no absolutely not the spark has been within you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he said it real. 
<laughs> no, it really is. I mean, of course, like all of you guys, like you, you all have your own spark. You all have your own uh, different thing that you that you bring to uh, that you bring to the sketch group. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm talking about it like it's this like like heavy thing, but you know, to me, it is. It is. It's a family that you've been a part of for a long time. Yeah, and you don't. Lo- we're not losing each other as as friends, but when you have created friendship. And work partnerships all in one, they're very closely intertwined. So it is a scary jump. I feel like I'm jumping, but it's good and it's exciting. Yeah. But um, I have been crying for days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, if you guys are in New York, you guys should come out <laughs> Saturday night, 10 p.m. at the pit. Yeah, Calvin are going to be playing a couple of songs as well. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. Everybody's going to be there. And that's what's nice is that we're doing like a one big family show together. We're bringing a bunch of people back in from the past and it's also just dealing with the past with it yeah you know remembering what i was before it yeah what you were before it and you know what you were during it what you were during the good times what you were during the bad times you know but you guys are ending it on uh one hell of a note like you guys are really at a fucking great place you did everything you could with it absolutely everything that you could with it and it you know it made you who you are today so be thankful for that don't be sad that it's over be happy that, that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crying. Just crying. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring out every fucking cliche that I have out of the goddamn bag for you on this one. Akuna ma fuck it, baby. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, you know, and, and it's very, it's very sad for me too that, you know, that Murder Fist is ending. You know, because, yeah, I mean, you guys, Murder Fist has been like kind of a refuge for me for a lot of years, you know, throughout. You know, a lot of really hard times that I always knew that, like, you know, once a month I could go to a murder fish show and just kind of turn off for a little while and not feel so weird. <laughs> like that's kind of half offended yeah. and half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, never offended, man. Not me. That fucking oh, Murphist is always like, oh, just go further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, it it so it, it really did mean a lot to me over the years. You know, over the years too, it helped me through a bunch of like really a bunch of really weird times. That I knew that like I could go to a Murderfish show, have a great time, hang out with all of my friends, uh, and feel not so weird. You know, and I guess maybe I think maybe that's part of the things that like what I think people say like Cave Comedy Radio does for them, where it like makes them feel like not so weird, not so long. So Murderfish did for me. You know, and I and it really was a big start of all of us working together. It was. It was the entire start of us working together. You know, but Cave Comedy Radio wouldn't exist without Murderfest. So I guess that's what it is. Now we're just we're just gonna spread our weird around <laughs> the world, and that's what we have to do now. Yeah, that's you know? what we have to. That's what we've been doing. That's man. what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's merely all of it's evolving. You know, nothing's necessary. Nothing's really ending. I mean, the name is ending. Yeah. But what it meant, what it was, is evolving into other things, into different things, you know, and still working with the same people, you know, in, in capacities here and there, uh, just not in that capacity. So it's still evolving. Uh, and, you know, I, I, all of us, you know, that when we have creative projects, um, you have to let the creative project evolve. You can't stay stagnant. You can't just stay in, in one place if it's not working out for you. You always have to evolve, even if it is doing really well evolving you just have to let it happen naturally and that's what's happening with this it's just evolving 
I think it's just funny that the that the human brain can do it to you where you want something for so long and you complain about something for so long <laughs> and then the second it happens you're just like no. I'm not ready <laughs> no no I said it was I I take it back I'm not ready but I but you are ready yeah. I think that anyone that's faced with change or an end of an era it's just hard to look into the future, but our futures aren't bleak. No future is bleak. At the end of it, it's just it's just more is going to be able to be created. Yeah, you just have to have a few days of kicking a can around, you know. Oh, I'm like, I'm on my <laughs> I'm gonna kick. <laughs> every, every time I've been a part of something that you know uh, uh, that just kind of comes to an end, either if I uh, leave it or if uh, the whole thing breaks up or uh, if I've you know been kicked out, it's just like that whole like walking around with your hands in your pocket, you know, face down down at the ground, and you're just kind of kicking the can down the road. And it's okay. You, can you kick just the have can. to you kick the can for a little while, and then you feel better eventually. Eventually, you bring your head back up and you look forward and you realize how much you actually do have around you and how much you have going on and how many different places you can go. Because we always have somewhere to go. Like even if it was in, you know, and you didn't really have much going on, there's still somewhere to go. There's still a future. There's always a future. And it is funny to be the only uh, over emotional one surrounded by a bunch of. Dudes, not that all dudes aren't over emotional, but these ones are. So I'm sitting there crying. And I was like, "Come on, stop, 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 stop. everything's fine." I'm like, "I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine." Everything's fine. Oh, they're going home and crying into their girlfriend's tits. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, they are every single one of them. Every man, Jack, one. <laughs> but thank you for talking to me about it. I felt like I had to talk about it on here. Yeah, too. Yeah, of course. This is a huge deal. You know, we always talk about like the big life events that go on go on with us. You know, it's a, a really fucking big deal. This is a gigantic deal. But yeah. Just gotta kick the can. Just gotta kick the can for a little bit. Mope, you you have you have license to mope for a <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I'm giving it. God, I love license to mope. <laughs> Ooh, it's so good. It's like yeah. I'm gonna eat a whole box of mac and cheese and it's okay. <laughs> I have license to mope. I'm LTM this week. <laughs> you have a license to mope until the next time we record. Okay, all, all right. right. Okay, so that's what you got. You get, you get that. I'm putting okay. that. A you week put LTM. You, you put that in your pocket. Okay. <laughs> put it in my pocket. And when you're moping around the house and Doug asks you what's going on, you pull it out and say, "License to mope." <laughs> oh, he's gonna really enjoy license to mope. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna yell at me for that. <laughs> I've got license to mope, you asshole. <laughs> Thank you for my license. Of course. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Well, let's get to our letters for this week. What are we calling uh, this first lady? Fang, baby. <laughs> Fang? Fang. Oh, Fang, baby. Fang, baby. Yeah. I like it. Not a baby with fangs. It's just like more like a baby fang. Where it's just like it's got arms on it and you're like, oh, I can't wait for the arms and the legs to fall off of that fang. <laughs> Ooh, that's terrible. <laughs> I know. It makes it more fun. <laughs> All right. First letter. Hi, Marcus. Hi, Jackie. I love you guys both so much. Please help me. Love you too. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I am a 21-year-old female journalism student. My boyfriend is voting for Trump. 
I cannot fucking understand why he's doing this, but I have to defend him a little bit. He's not the typical redneck Trump voter. We met in high school in a southern suburb of Kansas City, Missouri, when he was 17 and I was 15. We've been dating for six years since. I was a theater kid obsessed with ACTs and AP classes while he was a co-captain of the varsity baseball team. However, he's not a dumb jock. He's fucking hilarious. He loves last podcast just like I do. Uh, He likes debating about philosophical issues with me, and we both have a seriously dark sense of humor. But his family are Republicans on varying levels of the crazy conspiracy scale. His grandfather is very rich, which very much clouds his idea of economic policies in the U.S. Anyway, he wants to vote for Trump and also says really disgusting things sometimes about Obama and Clinton. I don't think this is really reflective of him, but it makes me miserable, especially because I'm a huge political junkie. Please help uh, Fang Baby. Uh Politics and relationships are always really difficult. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it is a, a huge, um, it's a big problem with a lot of people, and it always crops up around election time. You know, a lot of times, you know, most people can be of a two, most people can be together and have two completely separate um, political beliefs, and they can get along with each other and love each other and have a you know a great life together until election season comes around, especially this one. This is a rough one. <laughs> Like this is a this is a real rough yeah. election. If you want to if you want to know my actual you know like you know full on about I mean, yeah we talk about our neighbor can stop had a lot me and Ben go listen to that for for actual election talk. But this isn't you know really about the election. This is about politics and uh, and relationships. Uh, this is something that some people struggle with their entire lives. Like you have some people that are one of them is a, a hardcore conservative, one of them is a hardcore liberal, but for some reason they come together and they make it work. And I know this one is different because in the past, you know, like you know, Republican and Democrat or liberal and conservative or or whatever, there wasn't such a gigantic divide as there is now. Uh, if one person was like a, you know, is, was voting for George H.W. Bush, one vote person was voting for, you know, Dukakis, wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. You could just be like, oh, well, yeah, your economic policies are different from mine. All right, great. But it's ugly now. It's really fucking ugly. And it's it's very emotional and that's the problem is that this election has become so ridiculously emotional uh that these things seep into uh family relationships they seep into friendships i know personally uh when george w bush was president me and my brother didn't really talk a whole bunch during those years uh, and when we did talk we would scream at each other like we just sit there and we just have these fucking you know long like political arguments and that would be all we talked about that was it we just talked about nothing but politics and you know why my brother is one of my best friends today because we stopped talking about politics that's what you got to do. I think and you then, just got to yeah. fucking shut. You just got to say, listen, nope, we're not talking about it. You can be. And I know that you're a huge political junkie, so it probably is like a big part of what you talk about. Um, but if you want to be with this guy, you know, you're probably just not going to be able to talk about it because you're not going to change his mind and he's not going to change yours. Uh, and the disgusting things about Obama and Clinton, it's like, I don't know, you're in Kansas City, Missouri. 
I can only imagine what those things are. You know, I, I can only imagine the crazy conspiracies. I mean, I'm sure they have, I'm sure they're saying some really fucking awful birther, you know, Kenyan Muslim bullshit. Uh, and that stuff I'm sure is, is, you know, extremely offensive to you. And you have to ask yourself when it comes to politics, when it comes to shit like this, you really have to ask yourself, like, is that person's opinion indicative of their character or is that just an opinion? You know, it's like, cause me and me and my brother, when we had our arguments, it was like stuff about like the, the war, it would be about like the Iraq war and like whether it's, you know, whether the Iraq war was a mistake, whether we should be there and blah, blah, blah. He had good opinions as far as why we should have gone in there. I, he actually did have arguments for it. You know, it wasn't just a knee jerk reaction and it wasn't ugly. It was just, you know, this is why I think that this is a good idea. And it's like, okay, we can, at the very least, it, it, we talked about it and we screamed about it, but we were still on a civil type of level. But this shit now, you know, when you're really getting into the super racist, misogynistic, sexist stuff, like you really have to wonder about these opinions. Like, are these opinions indicative of this person's character? And are these opinions going to color how he acts as a partner when we move in together when mm -hmm. we get married and most importantly when you have kids you know like or if, if you want to have kids or if you if you get pregnant and you don't know if you want to have the child i mean there's also a lot it's yeah, that's those are the things yeah, that you need to agree on those are the big things like those are the really really fucking big things uh and the other thing is that you know you met when he was when he was 17 and you were 15. You're 21 now, so he's 23. Um, people get better. <laughs> yeah. like, especially with, like, especially if people's political opinions are so ridiculously colored by their parents' political opinions, they people can evolve over the years. People can get better. They can get past all of this shit. Uh, but elections stir up so many fucking bees inside people's bellies like they just people just get especially this one people get so fucking ah crazy about it mm -hmm. they get crazy and they get emotional uh and you know and after this election things are gonna calm down a little bit it's what three weeks something like that three weeks yeah you know <laughs> like make it make it another three weeks uh and get past that and then maybe once everything calms down then you can speak about this shit a little bit uh more level-headed and maybe a little more clearly uh and maybe we're not all gonna have this fucking election goop mixed up around in our brains but you know i i think just the big thing is you know you have to ask yourself is are these opinions indicative of his character? Are they going to color what's going to go on in the future with your relationship? Should you decide to you know, get married, have kids and all that? Is that going to color what goes on? Uh, or is it just a difference of opinion and you can just not talk about it? Right. You know, that that's pretty much your, your two options there. Um, and I think you do, it really is indicative of how old you are and your parents. I came from a very, very conservative household. My first election, I voted Republican. Oh, because shit. I, I didn't know enough about... I'm not a political... I'm still not a political person. No. But at the time, I was being told by my parents, because I didn't... I was a theater kid. I didn't really... You know, <laughs> I, just, I just started college, you know? And, and I thought that my parents were going to lose everything 
if a liberal got into the White House. Okay. And that's what I thought because I didn't know anything about it. And it sounds that's exactly what this guy's thinking. Yeah. And and that's the thing. And it's and I'm not happy about that. I'm not proud of myself. No. But I I just didn't know. And it could also be that too. And and I know that like I think it's the not talk about it though. Everything else Marcus <laughs> said, but I did just want to throw that out there that you know people do also as you grow and learn more about you know what's actually going on and 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 everything and especially like as more life issues come into play uh, i think that it make definitely gives you a broader perspective uh, of elections and officials and everything yeah definitely and you know and when i was 21 i was a hell of a lot bigger of a firebrand than i am now like and uh, by firebrand i mean fucking obnoxious mm, about like, that <laughs> about just like talking about, about what you feel about politics and yeah. like and believing that you always must say everything that comes to your mind at all times otherwise I am betraying myself I am betraying my country I am betraying my beliefs no you're not you're being a human you don't need to talk about it all the time not everyone needs to talk about it all the time you know what like I used to get into huge arguments with my you know my brothers my grandparents my parents with everybody with my cousins everybody that I come into contact with I mean man you want to talk about you know a chance for arguments try living in texas from fucking 2001 until 2006 no thank you <laughs> i mean jesus fucking christ man you know you want to know what it was like then i mean just fucking always people you know just always people poking at you and you constantly poking at other people and that's kind of where we are now but as i got older i just kind of realized like you know what let's just not talk about it we don't need to talk about it. I don't talk when I go home. Someone brings up that bullshit, I change the subject. You know, somebody, and if I can't change the subject, I leave the room. You know, I just don't want to be a part of it because that's not, I don't know, that's not just not the forum. You know, like that's just, there's, and that's, maybe that's the thing is that I think now we look at everything as a forum. Uh, we look at everything as an, a, opportunity to voice our opinions about what we believe is important and that's not to say that what you believe isn't important of course it is but you need to separate yourself if you're gonna be a part of this person's life and, and if you can't do that then maybe you should be with someone that is more in line with your beliefs you're very young you're 21 you're a journalism student this is your high school sweetheart you know, uh, sometimes, especially, I mean, people I've talked to that, you know, were with their high school sweethearts, you meet someone and we've talked, we talked about this, I think maybe the last episode of the episode before that is that people change. You're constantly changing throughout your entire fucking life. You never stop changing, but between 15 and 21, whoo shit. Yeah. That's a lot of change. Uh, and you know, and you just have to look and you're and to the point now where you can start making the decisions of um, you can start really looking for that person that you want to be with. The, you can really start looking for that person that like who's going to what type of person do I want to be with that is going to make my life the best life that it can be. That it can make it the life that I want to live. Uh, and if you see this guy as somebody like despite having vast political differences, um, if you can see yourself still making that life with him. Fucking great. Awesome. If you can find a way to do it, fucking do it, man. You know, we could use more bipartisan households in this fucking country. But if you can't see that, if you feel like you need to be with someone who aligns with your political beliefs, then, I don't know, you got some decisions to make. Mm -hmm. 
Show enough. (laughs) (laughs) I also feel like, I don't know, that I I get ever. No matter how you feel, if someone's making fun of the the party that you are rooting for, you know you're going to get upset. But it's so also, funny to hear you talk, try to talk about politics. I know nothing about politics, <laughs> but I do know that I've made a lot of Trump jokes. Yeah. Just in what I do know, I know that I do that. But that doesn't mean that someone else isn't allowed to make as many fucking Clinton jokes and Obama jokes or say whatever they want to say because we're in this fucking country, man. Yeah, we're allowed to say whatever we want to say. And who am I to tell you that you can't? make fun of that shit. I mean, you could say, I mean, that's the thing is that anyone can say it, but it is, it is your decision whether you want to listen to it or not. That or be in a relationship with someone like that or not. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's up to you whether you want to put up with that, uh, or whether you, or whether you want to put up with that, whether you can put up with that or whether, you know, you want something different. Rooting for, right? Is that how you say it? No. I'm rooting for that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'm like a cheerleader. Like <laughs> yeah. all of America are cheerleaders. Yeah, I'm root rooting for the demos. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, just rooting for the demos. Uh, but it, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's just a, a question you're going to have to ask yourself. Do it get? Can I barrel through with this? Can I just not talk about it? Or is talking about it necessary to uh, your relationship happiness? Because for some people, that is. Some people cannot extricate their politics from their personal relationships. And that's okay. That's okay. That is, that is totally okay. Some people believe that, you know, in politics so strongly that it is a core part their political beliefs are a core part of their being and they need to be with somebody who believes the same thing that they believe. Um, I'm not really one of those people. Mm. Jackie, I know you're not one of those Rooting people. for them. <laughs> I believe that, you know, that I can, you know, be with somebody, be friends with somebody uh, uh, or be in a relationship with somebody who has different political opinions uh, than I do. Uh, I believe that, you know, you take it to a certain point And then after that, you kind of have to just let it go and not talk about it anymore. Agree to disagree. Uh, but some people aren't like that. Some people are they have to have that matching uh, belief and. You have to ask yourself if you're one of those people. And if you are one of those people, that's fine. That's great. But you're going to have to find somebody else. And I feel like everyone has a core. Their core code of what they need and what they will not budge on and what they need from a partner to also be similar in. Like, politics isn't mine, but... What we find funny is a big part of my core. Yeah. Uh, having a family is a large part of my core. Oh, yeah. and, and and that's not about friendships. In an actual relationship, yeah. I don't care about his play. I don't think we've even... We did watch the debates just because we were joking about it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's like we don't talk about that kind of stuff, but there's a lot of other things that we talk about. You know, I, I, I don't care if he, if he wants to watch a kung fu movie on his own time, and I don't give a fuck. That's not in my <laughs> core, you know? Yeah. Uh, that uh, there are a lot of things that make us who we are. Some people, politics is a lot more important uh, than it is to others. Uh, but it sounds like, I mean, you say you're a huge political junkie. Uh, I mean, it, I guess it all depends on whether you're a horse race type of person or whether you're really invested in it. Uh, horse race meaning the just Kentucky the, Derby. Yeah. <laughs> whether she wears large hats or whether she doesn't. In it for the love of the game. No. 
<laughs> like the Olympics. Like I'm not gonna go watch kayaking right now. <laughs> in it for the love of the game is that you just you, that you're you're much more of a uh, you're you're a person that just like likes watching the the theater of it all and the game of it all. Uh, or if you know if politics is a, a very strong part of your core, um, that really is uh, that that's gonna have some bearing on uh, what you want out of a out of a relationship. Um, but. You know, it's up to you what you want to do. Three more weeks. Fuck. <laughs> Three oh. more weeks. Three more weeks. No, I don't even know what's going to happen. You can't wait. What's going to happen? The country's going to go back. There's going to be an inauguration, and then we will just start talking about stupid bullshit again. And then we'll just talk about how much we miss Obama, how cute he is. No, he's going to be around. Oh, my God. He's so cute. He's so cute. He's... I just want to watch them kiss all the time. <laughs> That's what I know about politics. Yeah, you just want to watch I am attracted to Obama. That's cool. Right? I'm attracted to Michelle. You yeah. have to be. Yeah. You Those arms. Oh, my God. Her arms. <laughs> How did we go this long? Talking about politics without talking about Michelle Obama's arms. motherfucking arms. <laughs> Three more weeks. <laughs> and then we're done. Hell, yeah. Until they start doing it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got time for on today's sex and other human activities. If you got a question for us or a comment, send it to at send it to us at cavecompanyradio at gmail.com. and uh, we'll get to it as soon as we can. We got a big backlog of letters. We're going to be getting to each and every one of you guys uh, that sent to us when we can. Uh, thank you all so much for listening and uh, make noise and be free. Y'all. Hakuna, my fuck it. <laughs>